Everybody that applied themselves did receive something from God last night. Amen. We're here again today to receive something else from God. Have you came to receive something from the Lord here this morning? Oh, yes. I believe that there is a hunger in the hearts of God's children to continue to grow. Receive something from God every time you come to the house of the Lord. Amen. And I believe that this camp meeting is going to be a tremendous uh, growth session for all of us. We're going to grow in God. We're going to receive things we've never received before. And uh, we're going to hear things we've never heard before. And we're going to feel things we've never felt before. And go places we've never been before. Praise God. Praise God. Why don't we stand and just lift our hands and love the Lord a few minutes here today. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 God, I love you today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Book of Isaiah chapter 33. Isaiah chapter 33. Beginning with verse number 20 and reading through the end of the chapter. I don't know how I'll ever make it this morning without my wife here. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Even though she's, she hears them over and over and over again, she still shouts and gets behind me just about as good as anybody, Brother Cornwell. And uh, I don't know how I'll ever preach this when I had never preached it before. And how I'll ever make it without her, I don't know. But by the help of the Lord, we'll get through somehow. Amen. How many of you will, will make up for my wife not being here today and you'll really help me preach? Will you help me today? All right. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 33, <clears throat> beginning with verse number 20, reading through verse number 24. Look upon Zion, the city of our solemnities. Thine eyes shall see Jerusalem a quiet habitation, a tabernacle that shall not be taken down. Not one of the stakes thereof shall ever be removed. Neither shall any of the cords thereof be broken. But there the glorious Lord will be unto us a place of broad rivers and streams. Wherein shall go no galley with oars. Neither shall gallant ship pass thereby. For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. Thy tacklings are loosed. They could not well strengthen their mast. They could not spread the sail. Then is the prey of a great spoil divided. The lame take the prey. And the inhabitant shall not say, I am sick. The people that dwell therein shall be forgiven 
their iniquity. Amen. By God's help this morning, I'm going to preach to you revival in Zion. Revival in Zion. Hallelujah. Would you pray with me today and let's ask the Lord to speak to us. God, in your precious name, we thank you, Father, for your presence we feel here this morning. And we ask you, oh God, right now for your help, Lord. We cannot stand here and preach without the anointing and unctioning of the Holy Ghost. But God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts. You know every soul and every individual, God. Each one that's here today. And I'm asking you, Father, to have your own way. Speak to us, Lord. Oh, God, the power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost is what we ask for. Not the enticing words of man's wisdom. Not the masterpiece of a message today, God. But the power and the demonstration of thy spirit, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we were careful, Father, to give you the praise and the glory. That is the kingdom. That is the power. And that is the glory forever. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Everybody said in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. You may be seated. We could take the first three words of these verses of scripture that we have read to you this morning and just preach to you from probably those first three words for quite a while. Look upon Zion. How many of you stand back every now and then and just look at what God has done in the world today? In a world that is full of turmoil, in a world that is full of stress and trials, in a world that is full of tribulation, in a world that is full of wars and rumors of wars, in a world that is full of, of trouble upon every hand, and a world that is full of confusion, and in a world that is full of people that don't know which way to turn or what to do, a world that is full of people that are searching and looking and are hungry, God has formed a church. God has a people. God has a people that are safe from the storm. God has a people that in the midst of the storm they have peace in their soul. Let there be wars. Let there be pestilence. Let there be troubles. Let there be trials. Let there be tribulation. The church of the living God is well. The church of the living God is not worried about a recession. The church of the living God is not worried about a depression. The church of the living God is alive and well in the world today. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I just feel like that if you'll get with me just a little bit, we could preach this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Look upon Zion. Look at what God has placed you into. You know what Zion is today. Zion is the church. Zion is that, that holy habitation. Not a, a building that is built by hands, but a body, the body of Jesus Christ himself. You are the body of Christ in the world. 
You are the church in the world today. Amen. God has not meant for the church to be some kind of social society. God is not meant for the church to be some kind of secluded sect. God is not intended for the church to be separated as far as, as closing out itself from the world. God has placed his people in the world. You, you as the church are God's people to this generation. You God's message to the world today. Did you hear me? I said you as a child of God, you are God's message to the world. We all men, we as children of God, are open epistles known and read of all men. Hallelujah. Amen. God did not intend for us to close ourselves off, to build a wall around us, to uh, seclude ourselves and come to our little sanctuaries and enjoy our little fellowship and have a good time of prayer and a good time of shouting and a good time of singing and a good time of preaching the word and forget about the world. God has placed us in the world for a purpose. I said God has put the church in the world for a purpose. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you want to run the house today, run them. If you want to shout today, shout. But I'm going to preach to you that that's not the purpose why God put the church in the world. That's not the reason we're here. We're here to reach another lost soul. We're here to reach out to a world that is dying and bound for a devil's hell. Hallelujah. Amen. Look upon Zion. Let's stand back just a little bit today and look at what God wants to do in the world today. Hallelujah. We are in this world, but we are not of the world. <laughs> but we are strangers and we are pilgrims and we are sojourners. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Hallelujah. And I got a feeling today that it's not going to be very long until we hear him say, come up a little higher. Come on up a little higher. It's not going to be long until we hear the sound of the trumpet. It won't be long until the church of the living God is raptured out of here. For the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. You won't have no trouble preaching today, Brother Cornwell. My, my, my. Hallelujah. The church, are you glad to be a part of it today? I want you to know that every one of you are a part of the body. I said you're a member of the body of Christ. Hallelujah. 
you cannot separate yourself from the body and still be a part of it you hear me I said you can't separate yourself from the body and still be a part of it amen you can't be divided and still be a part of the body you can't just join some kind of little prayer group and forsake the assembling of yourselves together and still be a part of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ I'm here to tell you today that if you're going to be a part of the body, a part of this holy city of Zion, a part of that new Jerusalem, Brother Master, you've got to be faithful to the house of God. Amen! <laughs> Paul said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. As the manner of some is, he said, so much the more as you see that day approaching. Oh, how many of you see the day approaching? Oh, friend, the only way you'll ever be saved is be faithful to the house of God. The only way you'll ever make it, you've got to love the church. You hear me today? I said, you've got to love the church. I said, you've got to love the church. You've got to love the church more than you love your kin folks. When your kin folks come to town, you need to tell them, I'm going to church. I'm going to church. I'm going to be in the house of God. Hallelujah. Oh, you've got to love the church more than you love your job. You hear me? I said you gotta love the church more than you love your job. Hallelujah. Amen. The church has got to be what your life it revolves around. It's gotta be the center of your activity. The church. I told you I could preach a good little while on that first little old phrase. Look upon Zion. Look upon the church. Look upon that holy city. Look upon that righteous habitation. I want you to know that even though the church is in the world, and I'll preach to you for a little while today about the church being in the world and what we are here for, but even though that the church is in the world, the world is not to be in the church. You hear me? I said even though the church is in the world, the world is not supposed to be in the church. You've probably heard it before, but you'll hear it again. And this probably won't be the last time. I said this probably won't be the last time you ever hear it, hallelujah. What's wrong with a lot of people is they've come out of the world, but the world ain't come out of them. I said they'll come out of the world, but the world ain't come out of them. 
It's not enough to repent and get baptized in Jesus' name and talk in tongues. You gotta get the world out of your heart. Hallelujah. The scripture says, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Love not the world and neither the things that are in the world. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Oh, yes, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Glory. The city of Zion, the church, is a holy habitation. It's a city of righteousness. It's a city of godliness. It's a city of holiness. Amen. It's a city of separation. The scripture says, come out from among them. I'm not preaching to you anything you ain't heard before. Amen. But I'm not here in a minute. Come out from among them and be a separate, saith the Lord and touch not the unclean thing and I will be a God unto you and you will be my son and you will be my daughter, hallelujah. Amen, hallelujah, praise God. The next verse of, this next verse of scripture in the first chapter of that next verse of the book of Corinthians, the writer said, Paul said, Wherefore cleansing ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look upon Zion, the city of our solemnities. Thine eyes shall see Jerusalem, a quiet habitation, a tabernacle that shall not be taken down. Not one of the stakes thereof shall ever be removed. Neither shall any of the cards thereof be broken. The church is gonna be a holy church. Whether I'm in it or not, it's still gonna be a holy church. Whether I live it or not, it's still gonna be a holy church. Whether you live it or not, it's still gonna be a holy church. I want you to know that the church will never be defeated. The stakes will never be moved. The tabernacle of the Lord will never be taken down. God will always have a people in the world that will be separated from the world. He will always have a people that will resist the devil and the devil will flee from them. He will always have a church of power. He will always have a victorious people. He will always have a people that will serve him, that will live for him with all of their hearts and all of their souls and all of their mind and all of their strength. Hallelujah. The gates of hell shall not prevail. I said the gates of hell shall not prevail 
against the church of the living God. Hallelujah, Jesus. The church of the living God is going to continue to move forward. The church of the living God is going to continue to conquer the devil's territory. The gates of hell will not stand against the bombardments of the prayers and the fasting and the witnessing of the saints of the Most High God. God's church is going to continue to be victorious. It's going to continue to live holy and separated and righteously, godly in this present world. I said in this present world. We're not just going to be holy when we get over yonder. If you're not living holy down here, you won't get over yonder. I said, if you're not living holy down here, you won't get over yonder. Oh, hallelujah. You've got to live the life right here in this present world. Hallelujah. Well, glory. I want you to notice verse number 21. And the prophet Isaiah said, but there, where? Where I've been preaching to you about. In Zion, in that holy city, in that habitation where the stakes will never be removed and where that the tabernacle will never be taken down, in that city of holiness, in that city of righteousness. But there, Brother Cornwell, the glorious Lord will be unto us a place of broad rivers and streams. I'm here to tell you today that it's a lie from the pits of hell that says you can't have revival and holiness at the same time. You hear me this morning? I said it's a lie. You will not have revival without holiness. Amen. You may have holiness without revival, but you'll never have revival without holiness. Because the word of God says there, where, in that holy city, in that righteous city where the stakes will never be removed and the tabernacle will never be taken down, where the God is the same yesterday and today and forever, there will the Lord be unto us a place of broad rivers. I want you to know, friend, that where God is lifted up and that where God is magnified and where that God is, 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 is exalted and where that God is lived for, Brother Massey, where that God's holiness is held up, where the standard is not let down, there the scripture says the Lord is going to be a place of broad rivers. I'm telling you today that revival in Zion does not come through letting down the standards, but it comes through lifting up the standard. Revival in Zion does not come through compromise. You hear me today? I said revival in the church does not come through compromising and saying, all right, devil, we'll give up a little bit just to get a few more people into the church. That's not how revival comes. Revival comes through praying and getting closer to God. I said it comes to getting closer to God, not moving further away from Him, not by getting closer to the world. I wish somebody would help me preach this morning. Hallelujah. 
Revival comes in the land of holiness, in the land of righteousness, in the place where God is exalted, not where the world is let to creep in. You hear me? I said revival don't come where the world is allowed to creep in, where that the standard is let down, where that compromise is. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you where, where that compromise is. And I'm going to show you where that they let world in the sin. And I'm going to show you what God says about them. All right? It's right here in these verses of scripture that I've already read to you this morning. Amen. But there, the glorious Lord will be unto us a place of broad rivers and streams. Wherein shall go no galley with oars, neither shall gallant ship pass thereby. I'm just going to spend a few minutes on that. Hallelujah. There'll go no galley with oars. It's not going to be by the works of man. It's not going to be by the programs of humanity. It's not going to be by the exaltation of a personality. No doubt of a source. Friend, I want you to know you're not steering this boat. You're not doing the one that's rowing the boat. You hear me? I said you're not doing the, you're not the one that's rowing the boat. You better let God fill your sails. I said, you better let the Holy Ghost feel yourselves. Where there, there'll be no galley with oars there. <laughs> Hallelujah. It won't come because of, of some kind of program that we think up. If we think it up in the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost is behind it, it'll work. But if we're just trying to promote something without God being in it, it'll never work. You hear me? I said the Holy Ghost has got to be the one that sails this ship. The Holy Ghost has got to be the one that moves this boat. Mm, mm. <laughs> Revival's got to come by the moving of the Holy Ghost. By the power of the Spirit. Amen. The word of the Lord that came to to Zerubbabel and the Lord said not by might nor yet by power but by what? but by my spirit saith the Lord hallelujah friend I want you to know that we can have a, a beautiful choir and we can have a voice in harmony and we can have a well prepared sermonette and we can go down the line through our little program but we don't have to have all of that all we've got to have is the Holy Ghost you hear me today I said all we've got to have is the move of the spirit you may not have a piano player in your church you may not have an organ player in your church but you can have the Holy Ghost in your church you can have the power of God you can have the outpouring of the spirit you can have the moving of the spirit and the power of almighty God and that's all you gotta have 
Hallelujah, Jesus. I said, that's all you gotta have. That's all you gotta have. Praise God. No galley with oars and no gallant ships. Amen. No gallant ships are gonna pass by. Not there, not there in that place of revival. It's not gonna be somebody lifting themselves up. It's not gonna be somebody exalting themselves. It's not gonna be somebody trying to get you to look at him. I want you to know, friend, it's gonna be everybody getting their eyes on God. It's gonna be everybody getting their eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm telling you today that no flesh shall glory in his sight. And that's the kind of revival we've gotta have is a no flesh shall glory in his sight revival. You hear me today? I said a no flesh shall glory in his sight revival. Hallelujah. Amen. Neither shall gallant ship pass thereby. For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. And I believe Brother Becton covered that about the Lord being our judge well enough last night. We don't have the right to judge. God's the judge. I said he's the judge. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to notice these next verses of scripture now. Thy tacklings are loosed. I don't even have a watch up here. I don't know what time it is. Hallelujah. Thy tacklings are loosed. They could not well strengthen their mast. They could not spread the sail. Then is the prey of a great spall divided. The lame take the prey. My, my, my. What's happening here? Somebody's loosened their tacklings. Somebody hasn't strengthened their mast. Somebody hasn't spread their sail. You know what that means? That means they lean into the arm of the flesh. They hadn't spread their sail. They hadn't strengthened their mast. In other words, they haven't built on the truth. And they've loosened their tacklings. They've let down on the standard. Fell down. Not spreading the sail. Hallelujah, Jesus. You know what's happening? Trying to have revival by compromise. Loose your tacklings a little bit, you can get them. Don't strengthen your mast, Brother Councilman, and you can get them. Don't put your sail up and let the Holy Ghost have its way and just go through your little program and you can gather in all of those ones out there. Just don't preach it but so hard, Brother Westberg, wherever you at. 
Fill that church up in no time. That's a lie from hell. You hear me? I said that's a lie from the pits of hell. Because you know what happens? Look and see what happens. Then is the prey of a great spoil divided. Who gets it? The lame take the prey. You know who the lame are? It's those ones that's always going around talking about love and joy. Saying, come on, brother, get out from under that spiritual bondage. The lame get to pray. You lose your tacklings and you don't strengthen your mast. And you don't put up your sail. And where do they end up at? They end up in some church over there that talks in tongues, but they ain't got nothing. You hear me? I said they'll end up in some church that talks in tongues, but they don't have the truth. They won't. They want a little bit of the shout and a little bit of the dance and a little bit of the peace and a little bit of the joy, but they don't want any of the holiness. So you just go ahead and lose your tacklings and go ahead and refuse to strengthen your mast and go ahead and refuse to put up the sail and, and the prey is going to be taken by the lame. The spoil of a great prey is going to be divided and the lame are going to take the prey. Hallelujah. You know why I preach holiness in my revivals? It's because that if they're not going to live it when they get the Holy Ghost, they won't live it after they get the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe that people want to know what, what you're shooting from right straight from the hip. They want to know what they're getting into. And if they know what they're getting into when they get in it, they won't want to get out of it. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen! Amen! Praise God! A few weeks ago, on a Sunday afternoon at Brother Beckton's, I felt like I was going to preach a little while, Brother Bazon, repentance and baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost just preach a little message on just straight doctrine, just straight Acts 238 salvation. And I got up and I started preaching and it wasn't very long I got to preaching about women being under subjection to their husbands. <laughs> Amen. And it wasn't very long I started preaching about these men with this, these sissy men with hair down over their ears. 
I, you know, I, I knew there were sinners out there, and I never meant to preach anything like that. I planned on getting up there and just preaching, bless God, repent, or you're going to be lost, and get baptized in Jesus' name, because that's the only way, and get the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, because that's the only way to get it. But I, I, I just preached a little while about that, and, and God got me off on these women being under subjection to their husbands and these sissy men with long hair and, and uh, these high heel shoes on men and, and uh, all this jewelry and makeup on women and women cutting their hair and trying to be like a man and men trying to dress like women and, and all of that. And back there in the back of the building, I, I, I didn't even realize. I, I'd seen the fella, but I didn't even realize that I, when I got to preaching, I forgot about everything that was there and I did I, I forgot all about that fella back there in the back of the building had a beard hanging way down here had hair hanging way down on his shoulders yeah, I see sister in law is that true sister in law amen yeah, he sat back there on that on that pew with hair way down on his shoulders and I, I'd been I, boy I, 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 I'd been preaching to a few in there I knew but I forgot all about that fella back there I'd been preaching to some saints in there with hair down over their ears a little bit you know I, I knew I was preaching to them I forgot all about that fella sitting back Back there and I've been telling you you sissy hair over your ears here said this guy with hair down on his shoulders you know who the first one to the altar was you know who it was it was that fellow with hair hanging down to his shoulders he was the first one down the aisle he was the first one in the altar tears running down his cheeks crying and weeping and praying and asking God to forgive him hallelujah he come in church last week brother Massey he come in church last week and his hair was cut shorter than mine his, he had a haircut like Brother Massey has over there. Amen. Brother Beckton came home from two-week vacation. He looked back there at Sister Helen, who's this boy. This boy had been living with this girl, had him married her. Been living that way for five years. You know what the first thing they did was? They got married. Amen. I said they got married. Hallelujah. I don't remember if I preached on that that afternoon or not. But Brother Beckton came home from two weeks of vacation. This boy got his hair cut one time, got it cut a little bit, you know. And then he got it cut that second time. And friend, I want you to know, my, my, my. Brother, shaved that beard off. He shaved that beard off the first week. Mustache and all. Said mustache and all. Amen. And he, Brother Beckton, come back from vacation, and Sister Hell and Brother Steve come walking in there, and Brother Beckton said, "My Lord, Sister Helen, you done got another man." Didn't even recognize the fella. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm telling you today, you don't have to let down on holiness to have revival. But you tighten up the tacklings, and you strengthen the mast, and you lift up the sail, and God will do the rest of it, friend. Hallelujah. You just preach the unadulterated word of God, and 
and God will see fit. The souls will be born into the kingdom of God. There's no doubt in my mind that if I pray and fast and witness and seek God and preach the word of God, the souls are going to be in an altar repenting of their sins and getting baptized in Jesus' name and receiving the infilling of the Holy Ghost. God has promised it, friend. I said, God has promised it. Amen. But if you loosen the tacklings and you don't strengthen the mast and you don't spread the sail, then the prey of a great spall is divided and the lame take the prey. Now then the scripture goes back to Zion and goes back to that holy habitation and the inhabitant of that holy city shall not say, I am sick. The people that dwell therein shall be forgiven of their iniquity. Hallelujah. Friend, I want you to know today that it is a privilege to be in the church. Amen. I'm not living for God because I have to. I'm living for God because I want to live for God. Hallelujah. There's nobody standing with a knife at my throat making me serve the Lord. Nobody standing with a whip over my back. Brother Rochelle making me serve God. Oh no. There's a love in my heart. And a desire in my soul. And a determination in my life. I'm going to live for God come hell or high water. I'm going I'm to continue to walk that straight and narrow pathway. Devil, you do whatever you want to. It doesn't matter if my wife don't live for God. It doesn't matter if my mom or my dad don't live for God. It doesn't matter if my brother or my sister don't live for God. I've got my mind made up. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter if don't nobody else preach holiness. But the hymns, I'm going to keep on preaching it. I said I'm going to keep on preaching it. Hallelujah. I've got a determination to keep walking with the Lord and keep the tacklings tightened down and keep the mass strengthened. Hallelujah. I said keep the mass strengthened. Amen. Brother Foggy preached here last year at camp meeting. And I've heard Brother Westberg preach it before also. Strengthen the things that remain. Strengthen the things that remain. Strengthen the mast. Strengthen the mast. Strengthen the mast. Strengthen the mast. Strengthen the truth. Amen. Preach it. Live it. Obey it. Don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a, be a doer of the word also. Hallelujah. And there you're going to find that the Lord is going to flow. Broad rivers. Streams of righteousness. The power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, the holy presence of God. Souls being filled with His Spirit. Repenting of their sins. Lives being changed. I'm talking about lives being changed. Amen. I'm talking about laying your cigarettes down. I'm talking about being delivered from alcohol and drugs. You hear me? I'm not talking about continuous smoking for a year after you get the Holy Ghost. I'm talking about being delivered from the powers of darkness. 
I'm preaching to you about revival in Zion. Revival in Zion. Revival in Zion. Where that hearts are reconditioned and renewed and that old stony heart is taken out and a heart of flesh is put in and people get a mind to do the work of God. Get a mind to serve the Lord. A determination to listen to what that preacher preaches over the pulpit. They get rebellion out of their hearts. Get stubbornness out of their lives. They say, preacher, preach it. I've got to make it, preacher. Pastor, tell it like it is. Don't beat around the bush with me, preacher. I've got to be saved. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. Mm. My Lord, I could turn to Ezekiel 33 and preach for a while. But I'm going to give Brother Cornwell time to get up here and preach. I know he's got something for us today. Would you stand with me right now and let's lift our hands. Just love the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God.